Good morning. Welcome to Their Stores and Coffee Shops. Today is November 23rd. We are just a few days shy away from Thanksgiving, but of course, every day is a day to be thankful. I'd like to welcome you to the Stores and Coffee Shops. If you're a newbie, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Miss Ebony, your coffee bartender, always serving up some great, amazing topics, I feel like, here, with a little bit of whip on top. (laughs) You can tell your friends about it, okay? Uh, The door is always open for those of you guys that are new. You don't have to be a Christian to be on this podcast, so this is a faith-based podcast. Um, My segments are usually geared towards people that believe in the faith, but you can always listen in and earn and learn some rights to the kingdom as well. So today I just wanted to cover a topic that I think is very popular as far as people being, I don't want to say exposed, but like leaders in the church kind of fall into the wayside recently. Um, pastors, you know, people in prominent positions, whether mega or um, considered mega, I don't even know what that is, became such a thing. But um, And just those that are supposed to shepherd God's flock, but kind of have flopped. <laughs> and um, granted, people are not perfect. We know that people are called to obedience and um, are supposed to have a certain standard. I guess we place a standard on pastors. I now that I've gone through what I've gone through, some of you guys may have read the book, um, about a portion of church hurt that I had gone through. I wrote an open letter to a, um, pretty much a leadership or I'm going to say a leadership ministry that I was a part of years ago when I was a high school student and, um, things had went down and, you know, I forgave the pastors and I mean, it's, it's here nor there anymore. Like I moved on from that. Like I'm not going to hold on bitterness about something that happened like almost 10 years ago, but some people still hold on to stuff like that. And they've never gotten the healing that they needed because there was no closure, I guess. Um, People are human. You know, we know that lots of leaders in the Bible fell. So I don't know why we expect people to be different in this day and age. Like they're just supposed to be perfect. I think the people in the Bible are people to learn from um, of what not to do. But come on, we all get tempted. And um, we are all in face of issues that come up and um, can get out of alignment with God, you know, straight up. Like I've been out of alignment with God many a times. I mean, last week I was just out of alignment with that. So, you know, I can't say that. I, I'm perfect and I don't make mistakes, but I think leadership is just different when you're called to leadership and you make mistakes and it's before everybody. My thing that I feel like God is, is really has been speaking to me just in the recent day is that a lot of leaders are threading and treading on an ice. And I think it's because if I look at just a lot of what has happened. Not that I go and I read gossip sites or anything like that. I just kind of am on YouTube and sometimes I see certain things and I'm like, whoa, where did this come from about this person? Um, <clears throat> I'm usually well aware of like things that I feel like are discerning. And when God speaks to me about not listening to a certain pastor or whatever, I feel like I just listen to him and I say, there's a reason for this. Something's going on behind closed doors that nobody knows about. That's why God's telling me not to watch him. (laughs) I go drop name drops, but you know, I think there's a reason why you have a personal relationship with God because you have to be aware of wolves in sheep clothing. You have to be aware of false false prophets and false people and false doctrine. Um, I think that sometimes 
people that come to prominent positions get ahead of themselves and they forget about the Holy Spirit and they'll listen to the voice of the people over God. And that's a big problem because when you have gotten so high up in whatever high up you believe you are, um, there's a there's a tendency for people to kind of drop off or fall from the faith in a way that they can start studying other um, doctrine. They could start infiltrating other things within their ministry that is not godly. If you're not having the Holy Spirit guide you, like a lot of people have been able to just pump out books because anybody could go and study the Bible. You don't even have to be a Christian to study the Bible and to write a whole dissertation if you're in master's program about it. You know, you don't have to be a Christian in order to study the Bible. So what makes you think that anybody that was in the word, in God, can't just come up with a really great sermon or a great public speaking. I just call some of them motivational speakers now because I'm like, you're not a preacher. You're not one that's convicted by the Holy Spirit. And you're definitely not one that listens to God. And you can tell in some of the sermons that you listen to. I'll, I'll never forget when I actually took public spe- speaking in um, college. Um, I literally had to do, I think it was a, I had to choose like a public speaking event and kind of like pretty much break it down. And I have been going to church. So I was like, well, why don't I choose this? This would be perfect to actually do a critique on the pastor. And um, I did. And it was really kind of interesting to be able to actually literally take what the rubric was for the, 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 what do you call it? The critique for the pastor who was actually preaching in that moment to actually look at it from a different perspective, as opposed to being somebody that is, um, just always going and just listening to what he says. It kind of also made me think now, this is what we should do when it comes to any preacher or leader that we're listening to. We should be able to dissect what it is that they're saying, go back in the Bible, back it up with the word of truth, get some credibility behind it, listen to God, see what the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is speaking to you, what's the conviction, how you can apply it to your life. You know, I think we should do more of that. <clears throat> And more study. And I have to be honest with myself. A lot of the sermons that I've listened to throughout my years, I haven't always done that. I haven't always gone and fact checked. I haven't always gone and gone back to God and be like, okay, God, what is this? I just take it for what it is. And the Holy Spirit would convict me right then and there. And I'm like, man, this is really good. You know, I have a relationship with God, so I would know something sounded off anyway. But if I had been studying the scriptures, I would know back up, you know, back it up and stuff like that as well. But I think a lot of people just don't do that. I think a lot of people don't fact check. I think a lot of people don't ask God, what am I discerning about the situation? Like I'll be on a video like the other day. I was watching somebody worship God and this person is very becoming more prominent. They're newer um, to the scene of gospel, but I don't think they're really in the gospel industry. I just kind of think they do their thing. God uses them and that's kind of what it is. And God literally said to me, what do you discern about this video? Like God wouldn't ask you that just out of no reason for no reason, you know, and you know, me and God have a conversation, you know, I'm not going to go into detail, Um, but it's not the first time he's asked me about, that particular artist or, you know, person that leads worship. And another video, he asked me, you know, where it was other people in the video. And I was just like, something seems a little different about this video. And it's not to knock the person, I pray for them, but it's just like, these are the type of relationship we have to have with God. Not that I just go and dissect everything and I'm just like, oh, I'm perfect. No, because you should be like, well, what do you deserve about this podcast? If it's on, if it's off, or whatever, you should have discernment about me too. You know, but I'm saying like, this is the way that the relationship with God and I have. And of course, he's still training me. So this is because I'm a big people person and I, I tend to be accepting of folk because I know how Jesus was. But Jesus didn't hang out with everybody either. 
you know, so there's a there's a fine line and boundaries that Jesus had set. He had his 12 crew. He ministered, but he didn't he only he only had a certain group of people that he did hang out with. You know what I mean? That he kept, you know, being, you know, connected to as opposed to being around everybody all the time. He ministered around a lot of people. He taught around a lot of people. He didn't judge people. But at the same time, he was not around everybody. So we have to have discernment around anybody that we're around most of the time. That could be even in your own church. You ain't supposed to be hanging out with every sister, sis. You're not. You know, God knows their heart and he knows yours too. And what could be beneficial to the both of you or not beneficial. You can say hi. You can be cordial. You can say I love you. But we just have to have a better sense of discernment. And recently, it's just been like God has been speaking to me about certain leaders. I pray. I end up finding out something about a leader in ministry that is high up. And I'm like, dear Jesus, what what is going on now? There's been at least three to four members, leaders this past year that I've seen things get exposed about. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, not another one. You know, it could be black. It could be white. I'm not saying it's in any particular situation. Um, or for with any race, I guess, or whatever. But it's just kind of sad to see. Um, but I think a lot of times, I don't know if people that are in these positions believe or feel that they are untouchable when it comes to God's, I would say, I ain't gonna say grace, but I won't necessarily say wrath too, but I say not conviction. There's another word I'm looking for. Correction, I guess I could say. but your level of connection with God, the I guess the many levels that you feel like you're going and growing should be just as tight as it was when you first started your ministry, when you had five people. Now that you have a following of 300,000 or 1.2 million, your relationship and connection to God, I feel like needs to be much more stronger than it was when you first started off. And that goes for anybody. You know, you could be running a business and it may not necessarily be uh, over a church that goes for me. Like you could start off with five people following you and then you go to 10,000 because your business is taking off. But that connection with God when it comes to your business should be even stronger because you're reaching more people. If that makes sense, you know, your discernment should be more keen, even about yourself. It's like, God, what blinders are in me that I'm not paying attention to? When people start to actually send these leaders warning and you start to see people actually speaking up and out about certain leaders and people that are in leadership positions, that's when the time for us as le- as other bystanders to pay attention. Everybody ain't lying. I don't care if it's the one of your favorite people that you follow. Everybody ain't lying about these leaders. Everybody ain't telling stories. You have some personal accounts of people just having this personal relationship with folks, and they're literally saying the things that are happening. And it's not to come in gossip. It's not really to tell the story of like, oh, just coming out here just to say whatever. I think some people get a a arousal out of making a YouTube video about, you know, certain leaders because they just want to trash people and bash people. I'm not for that. I think if God is leading you to make a video because there needs to be some things corrected and they're not listening to people in a personal matter, then that's when things got to come out because God is not going to be a God of order and you're not listening to him in your own quiet time or warning by people that do hear from God, like pride of life gets people, will get you snuffed out, literally, because people don't like to listen to God when they think they're not in error or they've got so big headed that they forget that girl, God can bust your little head and deflate because, you know, we got to stop this in the church because people are already watching us. 
yes, the body is a beautiful thing, you know, and God loves his church and he's still going to come back for his bride, you know, but he ain't coming back no time soon. People saying it's the last days. We are not ready. Stop saying that. <laughs> Please stop saying that. Does God reveal truths about the world coming to an end to us? Yes, because we need to remember this is not our home. If you're a Christian, one day God is going to come and it's about to be, uh, the end is about to come and it's about to be over, you know, but we're not there yet. God's kingdom has to come. His will has to be done to the point of it's enough to him that it looks right to him that he'll be ready to send his son back for his church. But right now, this is not the time. You know, this is the time you just started your business. Girl, it ain't time for you just to go yet. We just got a new president-ish. <laughs> I won't go into detail about that. We'll see once the inauguration comes what happens. But, you know, things have, have shifted in another direction. So things are just not going to be done yet. You know, I think we all look at God like, what's happening? We need Jesus to come. But this is more of a time for us to get it right. And I think there's a warning that has been happening in the last year with a lot of these leaders. I'm like, hey, yo, if you know you've been sleeping around and you're married. This is hypothetical. And you're a leader. Have a seat. Make sure the board is in, in connection, what you they need to do regarding you doing what you need to do as far as stepping down for a season. It may not be forever. God may call you back into that and you might minister in that particular direction about restoration of relationship. You know what I mean? I feel like God is merciful. He uses all of our stories, even when we were wretched and poor. You know, you could have been a, a prostitute, you know, and somebody, God, God redeemed you. You're not going back to that life, but now God will use you for another uh, uh, you know, for a group of women that have gone through that life or women that have not gone through that life and still need to know that God will restore you in the midst of adversity and things that you've done in your life and been through in your life. So, you know, or if you're somebody that's been swindling the dollars in the church and you know you've been, you know, taking a couple more dollars than you should, taking the tithe for your your Christian Lamutins, you know. <laughs> I need you, I think I think I need you need to have a seat. <laughs> don't commingle funds. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. If you're a nonprofit organization, don't be making some personal funds so that you can, you know, be be your best and dress your best. No, get a job if you need to. <laughs> you know, just it's certain things that I just crack me up about the stuff that I read about pastors and leaders. It doesn't surprise me, especially when I feel like God's gave me discernment about those people anyway. But it just makes me feel like, okay, we gotta do better, you guys. You know, we have to challenge each other and we have to hold each other accountable because you are a freaking leader in a church. Like you are over the flock. And just remember what we do as leaders can affect the body. Like if you're messing up money and you're a leader, that's going to affect your your bottom line. You know what I'm saying? It's going to affect the people that are under you in a very negative way. You know, your finances issues can be financially disheartening to people that are in your body. Whatever you're struggling with in the leadership, your people can struggle with it. But we don't think about that. You know, this high rise prideful life you can struggle with pride and pride just all on your your ministry because it's coming from your leadership ever been in a job where your boss was always negative and you try to always negative you know you try to combat his or her negative attitude with your positive spirit and you love jesus you go in there with joy but it's just so hard because it's in like everybody else around you had a negative attitude that's what it's like in the church no different it's a spirit, you know, if you're always angry and you come in the church and, you know, you're a negative person, you know, that one usher that was always angry, you know, <laughs> it's like, girl, why are you always angry? And it was always trying to direct you in, mad, in a mad way. It's like, sis, this doesn't take all that, brother, you know, or just very stern and mean. And it's like, your spirit is abrupting what's going on here. Like you're taking your job too seriously. As an usher, you're supposed to be kind of like a greeter too. And just like, do you see what I'm saying? 
So it's just a call to action for us as believers, if we're not in leadership or overseers, to just always be mindful of who's in leadership over you. If you go to a great church, that's awesome. But always ask God, what is it that I need to be praying for my pastor in this regard? What do they need strength in? Because they come, the enemy comes against them too. The devil comes against them through slander, through all kinds of stuff that may or may not be true. You know what I mean? It may just people be upset and they'll go and talk about the pastor because they didn't like something happening in the ministry and they got upset and they got hurt. And so they go and they bash them on social media. That happens too. That hurts pastors. Pray for your leaders if that's happened to them and you know that's happened to them. You see what I'm saying? Like we just have to be careful about how we also judge. I'm just speaking this in hypothetical. I'm not talking about anyone in specific leader. Look, I've been through church hurt. I know what it's like. A lot of y'all have been through it and some of y'all still don't go to church. Some of you on here might love God, but you just feel like I don't want to go to church because I've been hurt. I understand it. I hopped around for a while until God settled me when I was living in Oregon at a church because I have been through what I have been through as a church at church hurt as a youngin. So as a teenager, we were going through this. I was going through this. And as throughout my college years, I was kind of going through this. So I get it. I understand. But I stay connected. I just didn't have like a sure planting once all that stuff started happening. You know, I had gone to a church my uh, my freshman year and I was there. And I think some things went down at that church. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I had stopped really going anyway. And then I just kept like worshiping and I kept like being a part of a group that my cousins were a part of, you know, ministry wise. And that was kind of helping me stay afloat. Like I was still doing me. I was in college. So I got to do whatever I wanted, to be honest, or I tried to do whatever I wanted. But I still kind of stay connected to God because I knew that's what I needed, you know. So it's just uh, we just have to be more discerning, I think, even in the season and um, pray for our leaders, too. You know what I mean? They have to go through a lot um, to be in leadership. And I don't deny that fact at all. Um, I think that it's hard to be somebody that's over a bunch of people and you could get misguided um, and misdirected because you're not always on with God. And people can miss the mark all the time. That's why correction is important. I think when we get too ahead of ourselves and we think that we're above reproach or above correction, that's when God has to step in and be like, wait a minute, you got this, this, that, and the third going on in your life. And you get this sense of perfection, like you can't be touched anymore because you've reached this amazing following that has started to make you some dollars. Boo-boo, that's when God will really come in. I actually like it when God strips the rug from under us. I can't say that I like it all the time, but I like it because it humbles us. That's that thorn in the side, boo. Allow for God to slip, slip that rug from up under you because you're going to need it. When you're in your pride, you're going to need it. You know, Nathan was on David's side, but Nathan also didn't play because God used Nathan to speak into David's life when David was wrong. And David was wrong multiple times. Okay. He not only had an affair, but he also killed somebody. One thing about David that we know, though, he was repentant. He was remorseful. He didn't want to do it again. And I'm pretty sure he didn't do it again. God gave him grace in the midst of that because he repented. He got called out. But he also repented. He couldn't hide behind it anymore. And that's what sin makes you do. It tries to make you hide. You try to hide from God. Look what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. God was like, where are you? Well, we were hiding. They confessed. He was like, what made you hide? Where are you going? We were naked. How did you know you were naked? <laughs> like, it's so funny that God was asking these questions. God is so wise. Think about it. He's asking them new questions about so wait a minute, how'd you know you was naked? <laughs> Who told you were naked? Like they got this conscious because they sinned. 
I don't think they were, we were they were really supposed to have a conscience of anything, honestly. Like they were supposed to be this euphoric land, God's kingdom on earth. They were supposed to be happy. God was just allowing for them to have anything they wanted except for that tree. And he and they ate from it. We've all eaten from it. I've eaten from it. The pastors and leaders that I may be referring to now have eaten from it. They're eating from it right now. It's like I keep telling you, stop eating from that tree. It tastes so good, but it's so so not good for you nutritionalized. It's gonna kill you if you keep eating from it. So he's trying to tell you, but you know, to each his own. Thank God for Jesus, because you know that's our redeemer in a in the face of adversity, in the face of sin. You know, I won't go back on any word. You know that I feel like God speaks to me on this particular podcast because He's the one that gives me the topics. He's the one that gives me the discussion. He's the one that gives me the piece of gold to enlighten you with, because He enlightens my spirit. And I think sometimes people get to a certain place in their life, we all could, where we just miss God. Um, and we have to have people around us to correct us. And I welcome that in my life because, like I said in the Prophecy Podcast, it's like we all have blinders. When we're driving, you know there's blinders, right? You have to look. Or if you have a passenger, you ask, hey, girl, can I look? Can you look to see if it's time for me to get over? Can I get over? Is it safe to get over? That's what those people in our lives are supposed to be like to hold us accountable. That's meant for us. And I think that when there's certain leaders in certain positions, they have their certain people that hold them accountable. But a lot of those people are yes people. So they just do what people want them to say, do. They say what people want them to say. And it's hard for them to take correction because they just, you know, don't want people to call them out on stuff that they may be doing wrong. And that's not godly. You know, iron sharpens iron. And obviously when the iron is being sharpened, it's going to hurt. It's going to cut. Truth hurts, but a truth is freeing too. Why wouldn't you want somebody to tell you the truth about what God feel what they feel like God is showing them about you? You don't see it, so somebody else needs to see it. And God's gonna show people. Like everybody that talks about certain leaders and stuff that's going on in behind closed doors and lying, like I said, like there's a spirit of discernment that a lot of people have and a prophetic gift. So you really can't stop God's prophets. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. God's gonna just drop it in their spirit. It's something that he gave them as a gift when they were a child. So what do you what makes you think that God's not gonna drop the the, the spirit of understanding in them? You know, the gift of understanding, excuse me. And someone that understands stuff and they just can't help when God shows them things. I'll wait. <laughs> so this is just a call to action, you know, like even for us that's listening, you may be a pastor or a preacher. I don't know. Maybe God called you out, called you amongst out amongst those people to be a part of a leadership team where you're going to be pastoring. I don't feel called as a pastor. I pray he never puts me in that position because I never want to go through what these people go through. I never want to have to experience any of that. You know, I do believe I have an apostolic gift on my life where it's called to establish things orderly. But at the same time, I don't feel like I'm called to pastor anybody. If it is, there's probably some children somewhere who need to, an overseer who's going to teach them the right things, you know, in the beginning with the spirit of integrity. Because I know what I had when I was a child and who would led me to the right place, though they weren't perfect. You know what I mean? I remember myself being a child and who taught me. And I was thinking about that the other day. I grew up Baptist, so I've always been in the church all my life. Have I always been right? No. I've always not sinned? No. I've always been obedient? No. <laughs> but I was thankful for even my pastor at the time, you know, where he taught us about obedience as children. You know, he pulled us to the side and was like, hey, have y'all been obedient at home? And, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. So, you know, we was cutting up. He was giving my mom a hard time. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> And we would just shake our head. And he was like, hey, don't make noise. Shoulder, don't make noise. He was like, and he already knew. You know what I mean? You know, when people have a gift of God and they can see 
you know, they know when people been upset. There'll be these kids that will always get in trouble, though. There'll be some weeks where we do good and some weeks where we did it, but these kids were always getting in trouble. And they came from a few parent home, and I felt bad for them. I was like, ooh. But, you know, God has been faithful in my life, and the least I could do for him is just honor him and try to do what he's asking me to do. You know, we're not going to be perfect people. We're all going to make mistakes, but this is a time for leadership to step it up. You know, and people that are in these high rise positions, we have to be careful of following them too, because they're going to be doing stuff that they're not going to tell you about. And if you don't have a gift of discernment and ask God, hey, what is it about this person that I just don't feel something's right about them? I feel like they're just going down in spiritual because they're allowing for the world to drown them out. Well, just because you're a preacher and pastor doesn't mean you can't get caught up in the world. That can be, doesn't mean you can't get caught up in sales schemes and Ponzi schemes and all kinds of schemes that are out there. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't fall into temptation and adultery. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be caught red-handed doing something you shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's more of a, more of a charge for us to pray for these leaders and ask God to give us discernment about those that we may be so engulfed with and so admire. Because not everybody that you admire is of God either. You know, not everybody that's Christ Lord Lord is going to enter the kingdom either. And that's something to remember. It's a hardcore Bible scripture. But it's the truth. I do believe there's a lot of people that were leaders that died and didn't make it to see Jesus because they didn't repent and they were leading people astray. I don't play about that kind of stuff. He really doesn't play about his flock. But read about the scriptures about his people. Like this is something that takes you you should take seriously. And people that have never preached or didn't have preachers and pastors in their lives to kind of guide them and started their own ministries, kind of doing whatever they wanted to do. And they don't have no spiritual leadership, nobody that really can hold them accountable and they don't listen to them. That is a red flag to me. Already, it's like you don't take responsibility and you're just doing whatever you want to do. And that's not how you run a ministry. You have to have somebody over you. You have to believe in submission as a leader because you can just get all you can just go on the wayside. And God is like, what are you doing? But we allow it. When you channel this and that for these people and you're idolizing them. And I think it's a problem when the leaders themselves don't set a tone in their ministry that says, look, we're not going to be worshiping me. First and foremost, if somebody has a right, they have a right to come and talk to me. They can set up a meeting. You know, if they feel like something's in error, we can talk about that personally. Let's negate all this going to YouTube and talking about the pastors before they actually have an opportunity to email me, you know, and talk to me personally. I will meet with them. If I see an email, it might make me jump at first. But you know what? Hey, let's have a meeting. We can set one up here. Or conference calls, Zoom meetings. I mean, sometimes people just don't want to listen to what people have to say and what God showed them. And that's on them. That's pride, I think. Um, but if if God is constantly seeing personal warnings, like multiple from multiple people, I know that people have in leadership positions have gotten multiple warnings from people that are in leadership positions. Or not leadership positions, but people that see things and they have been sending emails and all kinds of stuff, but people just don't listen. That's when I feel like God is like, take it to YouTube. And only then, because people aren't listening to the personal one-on-one. And when they don't listen to that, then God does allow for people to take stuff to YouTube so that everybody else may fear. Everybody else may know, hey, this is what's going on behind closed doors. Did nobody know about this? But God is having me to say this video and speak this video because, yo, this is what's popping off. You know, I'd be leery about going and watch every single last video. But, you know, there's sometimes God will lead you certain videos to lead, to read and watch. Because there's something that God wants you to know about certain people that you've been following and to pray for them, but to ask that God mercy be on them if something comes out. And it's true because a lot of times people have to go to jail for doing things that were wrong. And um, sometimes people um, have been able to get away. 
but you don't get away from God. You know what I mean? People have been able to skate through the system because they've had payout or whatever. You know, pastors do the same as celebrities do. Trust me, some of them have a lot of money and they can pay out people to be quiet and hide guilt to jail and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's a lot of stuff that's messy and swept under the rug. You know, there's a, a major pastor that passed away that I just couldn't. They had the funeral online and it was something about it I couldn't finish watching. Something just makes my spirit really wrong about it. Um, I felt like they swept a lot of stuff under this rug about this person. And I was just like, this to me is hard to watch because I feel like he was doing things that were not right. And people weren't being honest about it. And that's one thing I don't like about the church. Just like, be honest. If your pastor's a snake, don't act like he's not. <laughs> the wolf in sheep's clothing? I mean, come on. Everybody else can see it but you. You under the leadership and you just don't see your pastor being a wolf. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, this has been one of those podcasts, y'all. It's just me telling the truth. Truth bringer over influencer. That's me here on the podcast. So thank you for listening in to Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops. Remember to keep your leaders in prayer and the leaders that are out there in prayer and just constantly Ask God for a gift of discernment because it is something we need to have in this day and time about everything in our life. Even the people around us at our jobs, when we go into a store, I mean, there's crazy stuff going on. So I think we always need to be alert and keep our armor on. Read about Ephesians and keeping your armor on, the armor of God. I have to do that all the time because the devil is sneaky. He's slew foot. He's been doing the same things. People say, new level, new devil. I say, new level, same devil. He ain't changed. None of his games. He'll, he'll come in a different form, but he's doing the same thing he's been doing. What is the area of weakness in your life that he's been able to get to? I know one of mine, so I got to stay girded up because he's going to come for me. You know, like the Bible says, they don't come back once. They come back with all the rest of their clan when they come back. So are you going to be ready to fight? This has been another segment with your stores and coffee shops. I'm your host, Miss Ebony, and welcome back to season two. <laughs> Bye-bye.